Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Benchtown TV. I am Paul, and with me today are Kyle, Luke, and producer Dave. We are back to talk about The Witcher Season 3, Part 2. We'll be talking about just Episode 6 today. Everybody has a plan till they get punched in the face. If you're here for the first time, welcome. We are Bingetown TV, a group that loves talking about some good bingeable TV. And if you found us on our separate Witcher feed, welcome and thanks for hanging with us. But if you want to see some of the other work that we cover, check out our main Bingetown TV feed. And you can find this at BingetownTV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all socials. We have over 350 episodes with at least 70 plus shows. So we're sure you'll find something you like. Um, we recently got our Discord server up and running too. It's a really fun place to chat all things Witcher and every other show we covered. Uh, you know, such a silo with that finale happening. There's a lot of theories and chatter going on there. It's a really welcoming community, even though it's small, but it's a lot of fun. So please hey. come join it. We're getting big. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. getting there. We're getting there. But back to The Witcher, just a little short month wait between episode five and six. But my God, I think we might be in unanimous decision here that episode six was just incredible. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts. It was by far the best episode of the series. Like, I don't even think an episode comes close in my mind. I was watching this episode and Paul was kind of texting us loosely throughout the whole thing saying like, oh my God, this episode. And I wasn't really, I was kind of brushing it off. Like, okay, it probably can't be that great. But within like 20 minutes, my mouth was already on the floor. At the end of it, my mouth was just like, I had to process everything that was going through my mind. As someone who read the books too, I thought this portrayal of Artuza was just absolutely incredible. I think a lot of the events that happened and unfolded were very, for the most part, were very book accurate, um, except m- minus a couple of things towards the end of what was going on at the end of the episode. But, oh my God, I was, I'm pissed, man. I fucking, I hate Henry Cavill. I fucking, I'm. No, <laughs> stop that. I fucking, the show is so good, man. It's so good. And I talked to Luke at about it. Um, and sorry, by the way, if I sound like shit, I have a little bit of a cold, so I won't be talking too much besides me gushing yeah. the episode <laughs> right now. Um, but I talked to Luke and he was saying that like all the reviews seemed to be very negative, which I hadn't really seen. And I, I was just shocked. I couldn't, I can't be a, I couldn't imagine being a Witcher, fan of the Witcher and then watching this episode and thinking, wow, that was horrible. I just, I don't know. Yeah, so I was gone for the last two podcast episodes. I also probably sound bad. We were all together for vacation, coming back a little sick, but excuse my voice. Yeah, Dave, I was shocked to see the reception online because I've been craving this part two of this season. I've been liking season three a lot. I didn't get to share my thoughts in the last four episodes, but all just quickly say is like Siri's been doing it for me. I love all of her Witcher progression. Um, and like all that character development she's been getting, uh, hate, I hate Kahir and Frangilla more on that in a little bit, but that's pretty much sums up my last four episodes and Henry's the man. And I love that you guys keep talking about it. Cause I knew every pot, it was going to get brought up at least once. So I'm happy to get that quota in right now. That it is going to be a depressing day when he leaves. But that being said, this episode was awesome. There were a lot of 10 out of 10 moments, like I thought the first uh, fight scene in episode one was the best moment of the entire series. There's a chance that the Rience moment might have easily for even easily overtaken that. And that was only like 20 seconds for me. But this was like the most anticipated plot I've been looking forward to from the books. I remember reading, I think this was book two, Time of Contempt. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, reading this and me, Dave and Paul had a group chat going on and I was just loving the whole build up to the Aratusa fight. And like, I love all that plot, all that politics that was going on. And then the fight happens again. And I thought it was solidified. Like the Witcher book series was going to be absolutely amazing. But sad thought just for me as a book reader, it kind of all went started going a little bit downhill for here. And I thought this was the peak. This could have been the finale. And I kind of almost wish it was, but I also wish they would have spread it out over two episodes because it feels like almost all of the information we got over the last five happened all in like this, the same amount of time within this one episode, which is sad to think because they could have let it breathe a little bit. But there was also so much just so many different characters were jumping around point to point, so much cool combat, so much cool magic, just at a surface level, just face value. The production was phenomenal. There were some gripes with the writing, and I'll talk about that after Kyle gives his opinion. But yeah, I thought that, I don't know if I'm ready to say it was the best episode of the series, but this was the episode that was the most anticipated for me, and it lived up to the to the hype for like 99 percent of the things. Minus Kahir, hate him. That's funny. I have been like really, really enjoying Kahir's character, but I didn't totally enjoy where he went in this episode. Obviously, there's somewhat more to tell, and we'll talk more about it. Uh, I, I think this episode solidified Vilgefortz as my second favorite character for sure. I think there's no question in the world about it. He is awesome. I love him so much. That fight was great. Yeah, obviously the Rians moment was awesome. I, it was nice that we finally have gotten more mages and like a lot of mages at once. It felt like that was coming. We've kind of missed that a little bit in the show since I was at Sodden and uh, the season one finale. So it was nice that we're getting back to that because that was obviously one like when the first season came out, people were you know, up and down about like the timeline stuff, but I feel like everyone kind of agreed that the finale was like, what was like a visually like a great episode to watch and things like that. Besides, I guess the penis armor that they got away from. I miss it. That That's <laughs> yeah. my nail card, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was just kind of, it feels good now that like everything's open on the table and now like we're kind of like we're jump starting or we're moving forward from kind of all the events that happened here. I feel like the show at this point after this episode is in a good place for like intrigue and like, Oh my God, like I have no idea what's going to happen next. Pieces are set better in place, right? Like where as an yeah. audience member watching it, you kind of have an idea of sides. They made it very, very clear at the end. Yeah. Cause um, I mean, the people are like on different sides in different points of this episode, but the end of the episode, they kind of almost give us like a matchup scenes where it's like, okay, people are here, 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 here. Because there were people that were anti Vilgeforts, but then pro to Then they switched to anti Nilfgaard. Yeah. Like there was jumping all yeah. around. I totally got that. But I think that you guys were doing a really good job. I just got done listening to the last podcast recently. You guys are doing a good job of really putting it in place and like talking about these character relationships with each other. But I want to bring this up now before we start diving through the episode. Um, Dave just mentioned earlier, like people hated this episode. People hate everything to do with this show for some reason. I mean, I get it. Like, it really stepped away from the source material, and that brings out all the haters, a la Wheel of Time. But there is some good here, and I want to. I want to emphasize that we're probably more positive than the general podcast on this show, which is shocking to me somehow. But um, so I wrote down six of the major gripes I found when I was kind of like scrolling through Reddit and Twitter, and I just want to know in general. We'll just quickly just say yes or no if you guys agree or disagree with the main gripes that i was seeing from people so first thing simple people absolutely hated the name of this episode agree or disagree agree it's a mouthful yeah it's a mouthful agree agree i mean it's like this it goes on i don't want to like labor on this point but it goes along with like things i've been saying of like the level of like humor and like quirkiness Mm -hmm. at points doesn't feel like it meshes well with what the story should be like like the dark undertone so Mm -hmm. 
What, what like I don't even understand what the title like who was it referring to? I think it's a Mike Tyson quote, which yeah. makes it it's, like it's, it's super it's meta. Like yeah, it's a real world quote. Yeah. But like who who in the show is has Dijkstra. the plan and then gets punched in the face? Is it's it Dijkstra. is it Redania? I guess it's Redania. That's the only like why yeah. is it not about like Geralt and like Yen and Siri? Like I don't know. Yeah, I agree that the title is very I mean maybe Vilgefortz too, but I thought it's it was definitely Jeekstra. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I either just, way. Yeah, the more we I didn't like it, but the more we talk about it, I just hate it. So <laughs> I just wish it stuck with fantasy. Like, come on. All right. So that was the first one. Another common one I saw is we don't like to do this on Binge Town, but I feel like every once in a while it pops up. We have to address the elephant room. Frangilla's actress, not just the writing itself, like the performance as Frangilla. I don't know. She takes me out of it every time she's on screen. This yeah, episode definitely didn't do anything for me, especially how she's just back with Nilfgaard. Like, I don't really understand what her purpose of of leaving Nilfgaard to come fight and look for Siri. Yeah, I, I would probably agree with that. Maybe not the actress herself. Maybe this is just the, the cards that she was dealt with the, the writing. The script. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I can agree that maybe I would agree in the sense that Frangilla is not one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I hate Frangilla so <laughs> much. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Okay, leave it at that. Um, that So it seems like we're in agreement with those two. This third one, um, we're all probably getting... Well, Kyle kind of just agreed with me in his summary of the episode. Kahir and his turn was like the most undeserved thing ever, and it was super shitty. And that, that's like for sure. Yeah, it's just so tough. They've done such an interesting job of making him like have this like internal turmoil about things. It just fell so flat on that hillside. It I was just, just like, like, and he was like, you know, get out of here. I'll find you. And I was just like, ah, oh, brother, come uh-uh. on. <laughs> I, I think like it was, was like that dollar store Jon Snow Battle of the Bastards like shot yeah. where it's like I him like <laughs> unsheathing the sword and I was like ah oh, no, there were six boy. horses yeah look how they like... massacred my boy <laughs> yeah I mean I I think for Kahir it is a shame because I think in the books at least in relative to where the books are I feel like he has a little bit more time before he comes to these realizations and in the show the only real thing we've seen was I mean he killed. I don't know if it was his best friend, but he killed one of his good friends and who was the elf. And yes, I get that doing something like that would would create thoughts of, you know, going against Nilfgaard and Amir and all this stuff. But that was only one singular event. And then all of a sudden he's just like fully on like I'm going to save Siri. Like the buildup could have been a little bit better for him to be on our side more so rather than because I agree with you when I when it when he said all that stuff when he showed up to Syria at the end I just felt like I didn't even believe him and like I knew he was being serious and I just felt like as a viewer and a book reader like is he even being serious right now like it feels like he's just gonna like completely betray him I completely agree here's that just came out of left field that he just immediately went to Syria and was like I'll protect you with my life made no sense the the process was started for him to make the change, and I was excited for it. But like he was taking baby steps, and all of a sudden he leaped to the end, and I yes. was like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no time for that turnaround to happen." They tried yeah. to feed us, I guess, from Jill is like, you know, it's time to think on your own or ask your own questions or whatever. And 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 he says, like, you know, I've started to question things, but I feel like we've never really like we're Seen saying it, it wasn't really. yeah there wasn't enough of like the questioning aspect of things unless it was like too subtle and i'm an idiot and didn't no, catch no. it so much i yeah, it was like eh. since we're since you said that scene i previously didn't put it in my notes because i hated it and i wanted to skip it but since you brought it up i'll bring it yeah frangilis t- says to get here like oh like i'm free it's wonderful what you do when you start thinking for yourself and i was like yo 
wasn't that what you were doing season two? Like your whole thing was take like charge into your own hands when she froze everybody at the table and stabbed them one by one. Yeah. Like, yeah, she was, was doing it for Nilfgaard. Yeah, she was doing it for Nilfgaard, but she was doing that by herself. She made that decision because she wanted to elevate. And I, I was just like, dude, your character makes zero sense to me. And you just mm-hmm. like run to Francesca and you're like, fight, you need to fight. And like, why would she ever fucking listen to you in the first place? So I just hate her character beyond <laughs> redemption. I hated her since season one. Nilfgaardians suck, but yeah, that's that's kind of all the conversation I wanted out of the Kier part. I have two more here. Should be quicker. Um, did you guys notice any jetpacking around? In this uh, episode, like Geralt yeah. and stuff, and Yen and all of them, was that? Too it's much? like they'd be looking at our, they'd be looking at R two, so like miles away, and then like the next cutscenes, like Siri, like running up to the front door, and it's like, ah, come on. <laughs> so I don't think it was a valid any... complaint. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was a complaint for me. Honestly, I would say it's, it was just something I noticed. It's only tough because every scene that wasn't like the life or death battle was like something that needed time to develop. They needed to take time to get places. And then we would go back to the life or death battle and it felt like that shit would Zero have been over. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of, that's kind of, that's, it's, I think it's hard within the structure of the episode for them to have, have had people in such different places, even though they're technically around Artuza. Like what was happening in Artuza was so like breakneck happening, like second, second, bang, 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 that it, it kind of did feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would probably out, disagree with that. Out the argument but like again witcher's always been bad at this so it's just something that i've just (laughs) kind of just been adapted to and i didn't really care too much this episode you put Mm -hmm. it that way with the witcher sucks it's good for the witcher right (laughs) (laughs) that's how i've been watching everything after season one though which is why i think i've liked it more than most people is because i went in with my expectations lower and i feel like they've been doing like I've liked season two and three better than one, which is a hot take, I guess. But like, I, that's, that's the reason why I'm able to enjoy this. And I think that's why we kind of can like vibe about it. But last one I'll add, and then we can just move on to the actual episode. Um, Vilga Forts is lame. And that last fight sucked. And I was just like, get out of here. I can't even, I just what? had to exit the app. I had to exit the app oh, that people don't yeah. like Vilga Forts. Wow. Vilga Forts was incredible. Yeah. I yeah, think I his actors inc- completely. Yeah, I think his actor is incredible one. And I also would agree with Kyle that I think Vilgefortz is after this episode just easily skyrocketed into my top like at minimum four of favorite characters like overall in the show. It's just he's incredible. I think he's been amazing. Yeah, dude, he might be like a fucking top 20 TV show character <laughs> yeah, like, after this. Shit. <laughs> Let's slow down a little episode. bit. <laughs> he had yeah, a great episode. That's wild. I He, he shined so much. But um, I agree with the aspect that we are more positive it seems than the general population which is uh interesting because i feel like we trash talk quite a bit but i just want to get that all out there because everything else is going to be positive from here on out baby let's go yeah honestly i mean there was a few a few small things that were direct changes you know from the source material that bothered me a little bit because they kind of destroyed a character in the future but we'll get to that when we get to that but for the most part yeah this episode was fucking incredible i loved it um if you guys are ready to jump in we start right where we ended episode five with a knife at Geralt's throat deekstra's telling him of the redania takeover we see all the soldiers in red dragging all the mages and Geralt's, you know he surrenders for the time being and goes along with deekstra as his prisoner for now as he slowly learned what's happening. Um, Yen, in the room that he just came out of, goes out, gets Geralt's sword, goes to hide when she sees that there's even mages like Sabrina leading these captives. 
quick question. Did I miss why he left his sword on the table? Was that like as a sign to Yen that he was like going mm-hmm. somewhere? I was confused. Why did he, he yield it? He just yielded it. He said, I'll yield to chicks. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said I surrender, but I also agree with you, Dave. He probably left it there on the table to show Yen that, you know, something's going on. Um, So, yeah, she grabs it and escapes. Gerald had a cool line that was like, you know, attacking mages in their home during the conclave, like that suicide. And to show right here, like Yen just hiding in the tunnel with the walls, like separating and moving apart. It's like, yeah, how are you going to chase them in their own home? I mean, I guess they did a pretty good job of it. But uh, anyway, they did. Lydia catches up to her. They have a little fight. She honestly gets there, but Trish comes to save her. We're going to do a few mini character buckets. So it's going to go mostly in chronological order, but we're going to group some scenes together. So after the Lydia scene, we got Siri waking up and she takes off running. And then we also have Yaskier and Radovid there wrap up. Yaskier was saying, you know, you betrayed me. You, you, the part where you feigned my affection or the part where you were going to steer the girl that I was uh, protecting, you know, you could take your pick. You, you betrayed me two ways. So there was a lot of going on in that short scene as well. And this is the only part we get of Yaskier and Radovid. So mm-hmm. um, any of thing in those few little buckets that you guys want to talk about? Kyle, is that not exactly what you wanted out of the Radovid Yaskier relationship? Because I felt like you were saying you wanted him to be working still with Redania, but be like still actually genuinely smitten by Yasker and fighting those internal feelings that I feel like that's, I think it was you that said that that's what you kind of want it. And that's what it seemed to turn into. Right. Yeah. I just think the actual way it materialized, like he just kind of like, he just like kind of whimpers and runs away. And I was yeah. kind of like, ah, damn it. Okay. I mean, it's just goes to show. I feel like I've also kind of made the point that he is uh, maybe like not as, as big almost as they've, tried to kind of show us like he's clearly no match for Dijkstra at all you know they tried to like play him as like this mysterious princeling but that was kind of part of the mask that uh Yasker has the great line where it's like I thought I saw through your mask but it turned out there's literally nothing behind it like you're just you have no substance to you essentially you're just who you are so yeah I, I liked the concept of it I guess the way it materialized wasn't like amazing for me personally but well, there's still more to come, though. I mean, again, it, like you said earlier, it felt like this could have been the finale, but we still have two more episodes left. So, one thing I want to touch on really quickly is that I guess Lydia showdown with Yen. Just it's good seeing. It's really cool seeing Lydia in action here because I feel like in the books we never really saw her magical capabilities and like that little monologue that she had about how like Vil- Vilgefortz has given her more power than even Yennefer could even possibly imagine. And I like that she gets. The upper hand for a second on Yen because mm-hmm. you know just having one person on Vilgefort's team being Vilgefort's is like the only capable person would have felt a little lame. So it's cool seeing that even his right hand person is also very capable mage and you know has been through a lot of training and stuff like that. So just wanted to give Lydia her shout out here. Mm-hmm. Lydia yeah, is super clapped. super interesting. <laughs> yeah, she gets clapped, but that's she gets thrown <laughs> off guard though. Yeah, so, she's all she's all tied up trying to. Say like Siri will submit to Vilgefortz's will, and Yen just like snaps her neck real yeah. quick. D- is she dead? Yeah. Okay. That was also that was something I forgot too. Is I don't know if she's actually dead. Like, do we take it as she's dead? So I initially took it as she's dead, but I was also thinking with Vilgefortz's power, she is Vilgefortz's servant. Maybe she goes and somehow saves her, or at least can like put her back together a little bit. So not only doesn't she have a messed up face, she's like. 
paralyzed as well or something. I, I don't know. I think since they killed Rienz, I think Lydia needs to be around as another face that's like on the bad guy's side. And she actually seemed is very competent. And I really like that scene. I will also say shout out to Tris because she always is saving the day, I feel like, in some way or, yeah. or another. And she just came in so clutch there. She's like, she's up there for one of my favorite witches. My question is, why did, why was Trish down there? Was she like following Lydia? <laughs> like, I figured Lydia was following you and keeping eyes on her or something well, like that. Didn't but... she say, she had a comment. She made a comment. She mentions like, that, like, she figured that Estrid and other people would have made their way down to like where they are. She assumed it was kind of like a like a fire drill, basically. Yeah, I feel like that was a spot that like they maybe knew growing up together, like when they were younger, Istrid, Yen, all of them, and that was like they're away from Artuza, and maybe like it's she hard. assumed that they were going to meet tell, her there. But yeah, yeah. Is, that not, is it not like the same place that they went to before the ball and the Elven tunnels? Um, didn't really look. Maybe it was. Yen and okay. it looked more like a, yeah, swamps and vines than Elven bones fair. on the walls, and but um, it it could be the same place. And the only reason I, I thought, like, you know, the mages that turns the Redania side, they probably would have known about it, too, if that was the evacuation plan. So I don't know. But yeah, their hands full. It doesn't. Yeah, it, there's so much other shit going on. Anyway, next group of scenes we got going on here. We got Geralt being escorted into the room with all the prisoners, all the mages bound in Demeridium. And Geralt's like, all right, so if all these people are here to bear witness is this a trial and she goes no or philippa that is goes this is a purge so she's trying to purge everybody out that is on the side of vilgefortz and, and his cronies as she put it i feel um, like that would have so, been a way better title than what we got I, literally i looked up witcher <laughs> season three episode six and it, i guess it was the title of an article and that's what it said so that's what i thought the episode name was because i was trying to figure out a way to watch it by not using netflix and then i figured out <laughs> A way to do so and then when it said that that was the episode name the actual one i was like what yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i just Weird. feel like that was it fits way better than a mike Ty- whatever who, who was the quote mike tyson. i think it was mike tyson, mike tyson. Yeah. yeah so we get to say a wall walking in unbound like an absolute boss philippa says you know i put a bonding spell over your little kingdom so there's no using magic and to say i was like oh yeah i can feel it the book of the waning sun i wrote that like you literally <laughs> child get out of my face uh Deekster reveals that redania has linked portals from eratusa to nilfgaard uh linking vilgeforts uh, along with those portals um we also get Geralt's, you know voice in here saying you know he kind of believes the accusations going against vilgeforts even vilgeforts admitted it last night but in the end, he doesn't really give a shit about their politics and points out that there are enemy ships approaching in an unnatural fog. I don't understand why he wasn't or he didn't care. It seemed like he literally ran out of his room with his sword right before this to go confront Vilgefortz. And then now Vilgefortz is essentially on trial in handcuffs. And he's like, I don't care about the politics. <laughs> was he just like, OK, with the fact that he, he was captured right there? Like he felt like he could have easily lend his reasonings and explained everything that we found out and they all would have been like oh shit okay i get it unless that's I, too easy for episode six it just felt weird that he was so like laissez-faire he didn't yeah just like blase blase he literally ran out of the room with his sword to pretty much go kill vilgefortz and then here he is and everyone's like vilgefortz did all this stuff he's like oh, i don't really care in his defense he did kind of go into it a little bit he was saying you know you basically outed yourself last night um and 
to say it even goes, you know, okay, last night, last night you were blaming Stregobor and like getting us all to side with you. And now you're doing it with Vilgefortz. Like who's going to be next? And Vilgefortz makes a joke like, oh, like the powers of the continent is at fault, like next. So he did kind of try to convince him a little bit. But after that, he was like, you know what? I don't, this, I don't give a shit about this. This is a bigger threat. Look at that natural, unnatural fog coming in. And, and what's his name? Dijkstra looks out the window and he's like, holy shit, I got to give Applegate a great boon for this, man. This is crazy. <laughs> so, Kyle, you really wanted to see the repercussions of that messenger's message not getting um, where it needed to be and those reinforcements not being there. Dijkstra literally thought these were his reinforcements and they were oh, way boy. bigger than he ever could have you know, imagined. And Vilgefortz, knowing this, leans into it, even though Vilgefortz knows it's the Scoia'tael. He is like, oh, my God, it's Redanian ships here to go. And he leans into it, which makes Dijkstra lean into it more. And, you know, before you know it, you see them and it's they're not wearing red. So, oh, that's actually I didn't even connect all of that. But that because I was binging everything before. But that's great. And I remember your conversation on the last podcast of like the impact of the of the the note not getting away. That's actually really good. I like that. Yeah. So Apple got very uh, short screen time, but ended up didn't didn't have a really good part. Uh, what else we got? We got Taseya breaking the binding spell because they hit Vilgoforce one too many times, not in front of her bay, dude. Not don't hit her bay in front of her. Um, Taseya was doing all types of things yeah. to me this episode. She was so great. <laughs> once <laughs> those yeah. cuffs, once those cuffs start popping, Sabrina's I mean, like, oh fuck. I mean, and obviously it was a mistake to let Vilgoforce go, but she didn't know that at the time. And she's love drunk. Yeah, oh she's love drunk, but it was so cool. Yeah, she pops them all off, and this shit's about to go down. Dude, how oh. about Vogelfort's line, man? Just pops off, and he goes, death to Redania. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just kills the guy that was punching him. That was sweet. Yep. They're so cool when they're cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Sabrina, Sabrina does it for me for some reason. She's just a bad bitch. You're Who absolutely the... right, Kyle. We needed some more magic in our lives, like after yeah. Sodden Hill. Like it was just so cool seeing like all these like spells being cast. It was great. Who is the other woman? The uh the Redania intelligence woman whose name I can't remember right now. Kira Metz. <laughs> yeah, I thought I mean Vogelfort's just walking towards her, and I I definitely thought something was bad was gonna happen to her. I'm shocked they kind of pretty much let her off the hook completely it felt like oh i'm sorry you're talking about philippa and Deistra? yes philippa i yes. mean he obviously had bigger fish to fry. he didn't give a fuck about what was going on in the room but i just thought it was interesting that she kind of it feels like got let up but i mean to say it follows him out because she's like oh where we going bay and then you know mm-hmm. things begin to happen yeah. he goes yeah i'm done here and just leaves because <laughs> he's got other shit to do um, and I was thinking the same thing. Even Emily was yelling, like, you know, why didn't Tissaia kill Philippa? But, you know, they are old friends. They do have a history. Yeah, they kind of betrayed and they ransacked her home. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, just I, I want to say go, one thing about Philippa. Philippa, she's awesome. I think she's been awesome up until this point. I think she did a horrible job trying to convince Tissaia of Vilgefort's guilt, which is a huge issue with this whole scene. But that's my like only minor complaint. And that's because I was putting more and more weight on Philippa as the episodes were going on because you guys were gushing over a little bit. She is she is cool, but she failed this episode pretty hard. And it would have again lent itself better if this was a whole if this whole episode was spread into two episodes where Vilgaforce really looked like he was going down in the first part. 
there wasn't enough time to let that breathe because like I didn't even feel the threat in this room, especially when to say I walked in without her bracelet or without like shackles on. So, mm -hmm. but that was my only complaint. Other than that, again, always badass when the mages are actually using their magic. Yeah. So all the mages are using all their magic available. It's pretty crazy. Shit's popping off. I don't know what Dijkstra's thoughts are, but he looks to Geralt and goes, oh, no rush, Geralt. I can assure you if you're looking for the girl, you're too late and walks out. Like he snaps to his guys like they're going to save him. And Geralt catches up literally four seconds <laughs> later. I don't get it. And he and he's like, you know, Dijkstra and Dijkstra's like size and turns around. He's like, oh, Geralt. I wasn't expecting you here. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, I love Deistra. He's, he's such a fucking smacked ass, but I do absolutely adore this scene because this is right from the books. Deistra idiot tries to make a move. Geralt slaps him in his place. Oh, you can't blame an old man for trying. Snaps his wrist and right as he's about to walk out, just stomps on his ankle so he can't mm. run. Oh, it was great. Something so about pain. Geralt breaking hands just makes me laugh. <laughs> I just yeah. I, like rather than being like yeah. wincing in pain, I'm just like cracking up because it's just <laughs> like reends and just yeah, like it's the reends yeah. with the wrist. It's uh, too it's easy for it's literally just too easy for Geralt. That's spaghetti. why it's so funny. It's literally yeah, spaghetti it's, to him. Yeah, it's literally. So, like I said, it's all out war in that room at this point. Um, Vilgefort's left, and Tessaia goes to follow. And she finds him opening the portal for the elves. And this was the part that I was honestly really looking forward to Vilgefort's reveal to Tissaia and whether or not whether or not he actually had feelings for her. So, Kyle, since you were the one definitely talking about this a lot, too, <laughs> how did you take this scene? Uh I actually enjoy, I know I, I believe I was saying that like it would have been interesting if he actually had feelings for her and just like that conflict of just adds depth to it. But I the way it happened, I actually did like where it was basically like you were nothing to me ever. Like <laughs> you with your undying trust were easy to fool. I was like, oh, this is a horrific breakup. I feel bad for her right now. <laughs> I think so, he had a line where he was like, your usefulness has run its point or something yeah. like that, too. I was like, oh, my boy, city boys, <laughs> we up, <are>, baby. <laughs> Better than him dragging her along more, though. Like cut it yeah. off now. And then have her be bad in the future. Oh my god! But hell hath no fury like a woman scurring. She gets after it after this. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. you fucking break we'll a woman's there. heart. She'll bring Alzir's thunder down on you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Vilgefortz lets in all of the elves. They look pretty armed up and ready to go. Vilgefortz has a line, you know, as he's leaving. Oh, poor to say, such a failure of judgment. Just one like middle finger to you as he's walking out of the room. Um, and all of the mages come in for backup. So cool. It's such a pretty cool standoff, honestly. I was getting real excited. And I thought we were going to be good with this magical barrier. I'm not going to lie. I thought we were going to be safe. And the first round of arrows just take out way, way too many people for the first mm -hmm. volley. Honestly, probably should have taken out more with the, the they Dimitri were so. Yeah, they were so defenseless. I mean, they were literally just standing there. Yeah, you're basically yeah. just standing there, just asking to be shot. But they didn't know that, obviously. That chivalry, too? your wet yeah. dream of just as an archer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was thinking of the you got a flank and just chase those bitches down. Had we been introduced to that material before in this show? I can't remember. I mean, we must yeah, have we been. Have. I just don't remember specifically when. Rience was in a Demeridium cage 
I'm pretty sure when they went to go get him when he was like snapping. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay. Rangilla because... in the Nilfgaard, yes. she couldn't use magic when she was a, when she was in the dungeons. Yeah, yeah in right. part one of season three, yeah, they you're did bring absolutely... up that term. Because I didn't really even like the stone from one they, piece. They yeah. fired, that's literally what I was going to say. But like they fired the arrows and they showed the angles of the tips. And I was like, oh, OK, that means something. And then they just go right through the, the magic. Yeah. And I was like, yep, OK, that definitely meant mm. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like made it green for some reason. Just yeah, so I was you like, knew OK, the tips are interesting. Oh, yeah, those definitely did some work. <laughs> nah, sometimes yeah. we need a little help. Yeah. So like the new threat was the archers. It was like deflect and disarm or something like that. Which was still the... did not work at all for some no, of those they archers. Were, they were getting fucked up. So this was wild too. Um Kahir fighting the two battle mages. I thought it was cool looking, cool idea. But as soon as they put those swords together and was fighting at one, holding the sword, I was like, you just inhibited every type of advantage you had. <laughs> Literally made zero. I, my eyes almost rolled back into the fucking back of my skull. I was like, why the fuck would they ever do it, it that? It looked cool, but was just so <laughs> stupid. They did one lunge together and they were like, all right, that's all we can show because Kahir's going to fuck them up like way too bad. Like they're both just holding this, like their hands are right next to each other. Like I just, I thought that, that, that was so weird. It yeah. was so funny. <laughs> we also got a big girl to say a move. She's going to kill Francesco with a Rasengan, but who jumps in the way? But Phil Vandral just explodes into a million pieces all over her. I was so. shocked by that. I was shocked by that. I was shocked, definitely. Yeah. It was. I mean, awesome though it was really oh, yeah. that was in 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 a vacuum that was an awesome moment of just how she looked with all the blood over her and i don't know how like she reacts in the best way because she goes nuclear right and she kind of like explodes and starts killing people but my girl francesca what is wrong with her in the sense where every time she goes into a crazy battle and she loses somebody like her brother back in episode one and then yeah. Phil Evangel here, she acts like it was the biggest shock in the entire world. Like they were just going to walk through this whole thing and just, I don't know, the way she reacts is is sometimes a little bit like, come on, like, well, you didn't think you guys were going to take casualties at all, but yeah, I still were love the movie. You're gonna stand in front of Tesea seven feet away, perfectly still, and like not expect <laughs> something to other. come your way. Like, it was yeah. funny that like a lot of them were using the mages. This is they were just kind of pushing them, like using whatever kind of. And then Tesea just absolutely blows this dude up into a million pieces. And I just yeah. remember thinking, why aren't we all doing that? Like, <laughs> well, you could see. I was actually gonna bring up too. You can see that she does, yeah, act like it does drain. Like Kamehameha. Yeah. Someone someone yeah. comes up to her and says like to say your chaos or whatever. Yeah. I so think that's clearly Rita. it was like a yeah, it seemed like it was kind of a one time thing. So at least they put that in there because I was like, whoa, okay. She's obviously <laughs> ready to just lose like she's ready to just throw all of her powers, her life away yeah. at this point to just kill anybody after what Vilgaforce had done to her. So Francesca is in shock, like Luke was saying, just not paying attention to everything. So Artorius goes in for the kill. And out of nowhere, the worst character in the world comes in, Frangilla, to just kill her uncle. Doesn't really give an explanation for it. She just says, goodbye, uncle. I guess she's just fighting for Nilfgaard now. Yeah. And uh, goes at a Francesca and is like, believe, you have to fight and for your people. I don't, I don't know. I just hate it. I thought that was going to be like an interesting piece of dialogue that we got out of Frangilla, but we got nothing out of that. In fact, it actually made her worse somehow. 
What was the last? <laughs> it was the ships, right? It was the last yeah. thing we saw? That, I was like, oh, the boats. I get it now. And Paul was like, yo, you'll find out. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I remember thinking like, wait, why? Why yeah, is she? I'm still lost that? on why she's no. there and looking for that, Siri. I don't get it. She she fucking shouldn't be here. Let's yeah, just say she, that. She, she, she really shouldn't, shouldn't be here. Just yeah. quick little um, liver shot to her uncle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she's so dumb. Escapes <laughs> Nilfgaard, parties for a few weeks, and then comes back and is like, hey, I want to fight with you guys again. Like, so should, shouldn't weird. you be in our dungeon? Like, I'm, I'm confused. Artorias yeah. looked sick. With his red glowing oh, like, yeah. wooden staff, yeah, staff. and he yeah. steps up and it starts glowing, and I was like, "Oh yes, finally!" The guy with the cool name is going to do something, and then he just fucking gets just yeah. flick goes right into his gut, and I was like, "God damn it!" You know, everybody else is like getting blown back. Everybody else is like getting blown up, and this guy gets a little knife into his yeah. into his side, and that's it for him. But uh, how about fucking Gerhard, the old guy having a heart attack? <laughs> We're like, that was, well, that was good. We got other shit to worry about right now. They like, <laughs> I think you could you could probably make the argument. I'm sure some people did that. Like, no point in actually doing that at all. Like, it just He's, took up whatever like time it took up in the in the episode. But I personally enjoyed it. Yeah, that's we're have, asking for more, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, we could <laughs> throw in a little realism for us. Yeah. So after Tris. Tris has got a big heart. <laughs> after Frangilla's pep talk. Francesca locks all the doors and brings down that flaming halo, which pretty much takes out both the enemy and her own people. It looks like I thought the best Frangilla's acting has been was when she was holding Francesca and putting up the shield and like moaning in pain because that's how hard it was to hold up the shield. I was like, that's pretty good acting. But that's uh, mm -hmm. that's about all the compliments I have for her. <laughs> <laughs> And we go back to Siri, and she is out running to meet up with Yen. You know, she says, oh, we never leave you. <laughs> never. You know that. Yen is saying this to Siri. But Yen's about to leave her in about <laughs> seven minutes. So don't even <laughs> fucking get me started. Um, we need to get as far away from this island as fast as possible. Let's go on that ferry. Um, so, yeah, they're ready to ditch Geralt because De Geralt will, you know, always find him. And you know what? As long as Yen is taking Siri away to be safe. No, that's fine. Made sense um, to me because absolutely, you're damn right. Fucking yeah. Garrett will find them no matter what. They can't teleport because Torlara, the tower, is fucking with uh, portals in general. Um, I was wondering that this whole time. I'm like, why the hell are you going to the ferry? But they actually do get a line from Philippa later on. So Rians comes in, Siri immediately, firefucker, brings the sword, cartwheels in, is ready to fucking go, takes his fingers off incredible this fucking guy in his hands take better goddamn care of your hands you're a mage but he pulls up the ring of fire yen is like you know what fine i'm gonna put this sword down i'm a mage uh i don't know how to use a sword but i'm gonna put it down and back away and shoots it right past him Geralt reaches out it was a really cool pirouette and slash it was wonderful Dude. Dude, this moment, I watched it three times. I just clicked back like 15 seconds. I just watched it three times in a row, nonstop. I thought it was fucking awesome. And I have two things to say about this. The first is I was freaking out over Francesca's moment, thinking like it was awesome when she brought the ring down. And I like had chills. I remember freaking out. And this is the direct thing that happens after it. And I still had chills. And I somehow got bigger chills because this <laughs> moment was so freaking cool for me. But question for you guys. Imagine we lived in a world where part two was the beginning of season four. And this is like 
you know, you see, you see Yen throw the sword over and then you see Liam Hemsworth catch that sword and cut Rians in half. <laughs> How would you feel? It would be a badass intro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's so much that goes into that because then Geralt doesn't get to fight. Like Henry Cavill doesn't get to fight Vilgefortz later on this episode. But, um, yeah, I don't know. If they were just going to willy nilly throw in a new replacement, it'd be a pretty cool way to do it. That would be a cool intro way was, to do it. If it was yeah. still Lee, like it was still season three and it was Liam Hemsworth this time, like Gary oh, didn't come back for part two. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Harry Cavill didn't come back. We joked about that in the, one of the last episodes laughing about it. But this, I mean, I cannot imagine doing it for this scene. That would have been fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. you're like who's that <laughs> <laughs> smooches it real quick yeah um yeah so i don't know i liked i liked it i was a little upset because you know Rance does go a little bit farther and you know he could he really was kind of that you know secondary big bad at and he did grow but you know what cool fucking death if he's if you're gonna kill him that was a pretty cool way to do it well i was under the impression that him and lydia both died i mean I think they did. I think yeah. they yeah. did, to be honest, too. Which, I think that... but I also like. I, I for some reason, I guess because there's like magic. I, in the moment they cut his head off, I still for some reason like a spell. Like any, you could just put it under the category of a spell, and like you know, Rians is once again alive. You know, so I, now, I Lydia know. might be, but I think Rians no shot. Yeah, I just remember like I, the, I just remember, remember thinking like after the come down of like, damn, they really just like both got kind of snapped out of existence almost but i i'm assuming I, another angle is that that's probably the point i mean they were literally just puppets yeah and i mean they even though they serve autonomy and even though they survive longer in the books they're the the, the goal is always going to be the same like it's not they're rushing putting their deaths here versus later doesn't change anything i don't think at the end of the day yeah, I was just shocked, which I guess is part of the yeah. reason I thought it was awesome. Oh, dude, I didn't yeah. expect it at all. He got a cool exactly. death, honestly, which is always nice as a villain. You want to go out that dude, way. All the Slow deaths. Motion, sword throw, catch. Fucking loved yeah. it. So oh, memorable much. for sure. I'll really remember yeah. his face now. I didn't expect any of the deaths, honestly. Like Phil Evangel, I mean, he wasn't really anything in the books, but like I didn't really expect him to die. We're going to jump back to Istrid getting some screen time. Oh, no, he's catching bodies. Yeah, with Marty. Um, they meet up with Triss. When they go to try to save, to say it, and all the mages, as soon as they get in the door, they're like, save Gerhardt. He's having a heart attack. And to is just sitting there losing her mind. Like, she's just not saying anything. She's completely quiet. Oh, it's too late. Um, Kira Metz and Sabrina are now good. They're back. They said, oh, we were only here to take down Vilgefortz. You know, this is our home, too. Let us fight. So they're in there now. Um, and to say slowly starts walking up the steps. Is gets to the top and she is ready to unleash Alzer's thunder. I guess um, like the other mages didn't realize that it was Vilgefortz who had done this. Like Tesea, I guess is the only one that knows. Because it felt like like they called them traitors, but at this point, in my head, they knew that Vilgefortz had let Nilfgaard in. So why did they? I just thought it was funny. But what you talk well, about, Kira Metz and Sabrina. Yeah, like it, I feel like it was very obvious for them to just be like, hey, we were clearly anti Vilgefortz. Like, we're not anti mages. So, isn't the oh, idea yeah. that it's basically Redania was correct and it's Redania versus everybody else? So, the people in cuffs were technically traitors because they were 
working with whoever's coming through the door, fucking everybody up now, I think. Is that well, the they idea? Were, they were either traitors or like they had yet to be mm. determined whether they were or not. Like Artorias obviously wasn't working with Vilgefortz, mm. but Redania didn't know that for sure. So they had to cuff him. Right. Carol yeah. had a line about that earlier. He was like, okay, so if you're after Vilgefortz and his cronies, then why are all the other mages cuffed up in Demeridium? And Dijkstra says, for our own protection, you know, we, we want to be heard and we want to present all of our evidence before, you know, you guys can do anything. Um, so that's why Vilgefortz was trying to amp to say up to unlock the like spell and everything like that so they can use their magic before Dijkstra put all this evidence out there. It was also interesting that they used the armbands thing, but there's a... Yeah, a little, quite uh, a negative yeah. historical parallel to the yeah. armbands, yeah. Yeah. even though we are, I guess we're saying we, but like they were technically on the good side, like the right side being anti Vilgefortz in this sense. I guess mm -hmm. from our perspective, it's the right side. We don't yeah, actually I don't know, know for sure. I just yeah. thought that was a very interesting choice that like, I mean, it obviously wasn't subtle whatsoever. So yeah. Yeah. just use leg band, you know, just leg band is a little bit different. <laughs> something just something. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wears a headband or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Funny. Uh, but yeah, so Tris takes an arrow real quick. Just thought that was fucking hysterical. Doesn't move out of the way of the doorway at all either. That pissed me the fuck off that he's just <laughs> treating her in the open doorway. I was like, brother, drag her out of the only opening. <laughs> it was so funny. He's got lost can we in get her a, eyes. Can we get a pulse check on Istrid of everybody's? Because I'm, I'm pretty high on him now. Oh, I'm I like definitely. I like Istrid. Definitely. Okay. Yep. No, totally. I like his storyline too. I like his like kind of goals, aims. Mm. His like I love niche, that like the knowledge and things. He's the like historian the, uh, mage is really cool. You know, he's like the Princess Vivia of the group. Like he's not one of the Straw Hats, but like oh, okay. he's one. He's one. He might as well be there. And I'm pretty sure he was only in it for like a one-off fight scene for Yennefer's love, and then that was it in the books. Yeah. And then he's never seen it. Oh yeah, he's Gar not kicks the shit out of him. And then he he's is untouched. Yeah, this is why I love his. This is probably why I like his character so much is because this is more than I ever could have expected of his character. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of annoying because his character directly like goes hand in hand with the monoliths and stellasite, which I hate. But <laughs> you know, I like what he they've done with him beyond that. But that's um, the reason they need to keep him around, though, is because yeah, I, feel like I, don't, I feel like I don't mind that. Mm -hmm. um, how about that one fucking mage who gets her five seconds of screen time and then sets the world record for most arrows in her chest at once? Just, was that not? <laughs> was that not? It looked like Kiramets, I guess. No, it was not. Like, no, it wasn't. No, it, wasn't. it looked like one of the two mages that walked in, but I guess she looked, yeah. she looked blonde like Sabrina, but it wasn't Sabrina. I, I literally paused it. And looked at Emily and go, where the hell was that grouping of shots earlier? Dude, <laughs> yes. Thank you. I was just going to say that. Like, how are they just wizard? Like, how are, how are people still alive at this point? If we're, <laughs> yeah. if we're able to put 15 at once at one person. <laughs> I think someone just... is just playing D&D &D and someone rolled a nat 20 <laughs> just, right just there and just yeah. fucking ripped it. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> That's literally how they're deciding it in the writer's room. They're just rolling Every arrow. <laughs> Just ricochet off the ceiling and just go to her. <laughs> and it's like the, the the med check for um for saving Trist. They like roll the one, so you got to sit by the doorway and just just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's up. it's like I said. Uh, I think it's just tough because of balancing what's going on outside. Like needed to take time, so then the battle inside needed to things needed to keep happening in it. And I think some of it when you have to extend so much like that, you have to throw in some scenes like that. Mm. 
Well, we get to this scene where Yen senses to say a spell and knows it's a spell of last resort. Um, so Siri tells Matt, Yen Siri to- knows it's the spell of last resort. Actually, isn't she the one that says? Oh wow! Yeah, well, good she for was her. The- she actually picks that up. Good uh, for her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad magic, at this scene. But good for her. <laughs> I hate. I hate this scene. So like she says, you know, we didn't. Or Geralt says we didn't come this far just to abandon each other. And Yen looks at him and goes, "So don't abandon me." Yeah, like, I was like, "Dude, right. just, um, destiny brought us together. And never lost, always found." I love you, my daughter. So that's a great line. I love you, my daughter. You know that is Yen admitting it for the first time. You know she feels like she really is her daughter, um, saying it to her. But no, why the fuck are you abandoning her if you don't really need to? Like. You get separated if you're fighting. Yeah, I get it. You know, kind of what Geralt does. You go on. I'll protect him. I do not go get going back or to say this was just a case of they needed Yen to go back for the plot and they didn't know how to do it. So they just used this because I hated it. I agree. It was weird. It just it sucks. And I feel like being a Debbie Downer, but it just it, it felt like it should have felt like way heavier and like more emotional but i just and no disrespect to the actresses i just thought like the i love you daughter line for me personally fell like quite flat for the moment i would i honestly think if i had read the books it wouldn't it would have felt better to me i know the future so yes it does (laughs) i guess that's why i felt a little bit better of like this specific moment yeah yeah i personally didn't mind it i think again i think with kyle Kyle's right. I think it's just maybe our book knowledge and how we've seen the fully developed relationship and how we're already past. Like, yeah, it's, it didn't lay too flat for me, but I can see why it did. It did feel the whole scene, I think, just felt a little just weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just so mad at her because what if Yen was there? Like, priority is Siri. Get Siri to safety. Siri's not safe yet. She's just with Geralt. Doesn't mean she's always safe. Imagine Yen is there when Geralt has to fight. Oh, Vilgefort. That would have been oh, cool. so cool. Yeah, like just her, so. like shooting him, like fucking, let's go. Yeah, yeah. it would have been great. Oh, she was like powering his sword quicker and shit. Yeah, it's just like so. the first episode. They had a couple of cool moments, like fighting together in the first, like when Francesca attacks them. Yeah. Oh yeah. So more. I don't know. I just I hate this scene. It doesn't make sense to me. I get that they just need to split them up, but this is just not a good way to do it, in my opinion. Back to to say though, she's just absolutely roasting everybody, dude. Absolutely roasting everybody, and her spell hits the you know tower of Thani Torlara, and now that's crackling with thunder. Uh, I'm sorry, lightning the whole time. Um, we get Istrid going to grab the book in on uh, to say his room, and Vilgefortz is there. It's really cool. He's just like, ah, I'll see you in a bit. He just fucking chucks him in a portal. Was sick, oh, not yeah. done with you. Really that like that. Cool. I love so, Vilgefortz's portals, man. The black is, is just oh. any indication of where he was sent because this is the stuff where even like me, Paul, and Dave are in complete blind because, like I just got done saying, Istrid isn't part of the future plot in the book. So, like, I have no idea what he's going to do. But if he just becomes like a captive for Vilgefortz, I can see them going that route. But any Vilgefortz, I mean, he has he needs to have a new HQ because obviously Geralt and everyone knows that. Like, because Geralt explored whatever that random cave was where the bodies of girls were all sewn together. Like, that was, I feel like, his HQ. So now that yeah. that's been discovered, he needs a new place. And I mean, the only thing I can think of would be something like, I, I don't think this spoils anything, but I, I guess the only thing that I would be able to guess is something that's related to his childhood. Like, he's 
been referencing a lot about his background and that he was an orphan and all this stuff. So I think there's got to be another place that he's tied to was when he was growing up and being raised to wield power like magic. That's yeah. probably where he's got to go next. That makes sense. I It's just interesting. I feel like he... Istrid, we know, is very knowledgeable and he's very interested in the monoliths. It seems Vilgefortz is as well in the sense that he... They seem to have insinuated that they got the the book was sent to him when Istrid initially tries to find it. He, it seems like, are we on the page that he set up Stregobor by putting it in his vault? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had the book at one point. So I don't think it's as much about the book as it is about Istrid and the book. Yeah, you know what well, I mean? Because he had, kind of already had the book himself. If you yeah. really wanted it, I agree. I think it's more interesting that he wants Istrid obviously as well, and he says like, "I'm not done yeah. with you yet." Yeah, totally. I think he's definitely thinking of ways that he can use him. Because um, he regards- does want like his knowledge, and like, when he's talking to Siri at the end of like how all the things that he knows and what he can do for her. So, yeah, like I don't know he's if he's just- necessarily short on knowledge. He might just need Estrid for something. So cool, man! I love Bill Gafford. Back in Aratusa, at least we got. We've been in Aratusa this whole time. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> we got <laughs> Philippa saving Dijkstra. You know, after Artad comes in here and threatens him. He has the line, good thing you enjoy pain, because yeah, she just picks him up, put, throws that arm around her, and the one that's shattered and broken, um, and just drags him out of there. I like that. This, this is where they have that line, you can't cast a portal until they get some distance from Tor Lara. And the worst joke of all time, of what's a spy master with none oh. of the spies around and dead. Get Maybe fucked st- up and your eyes clawed out just for that. Maybe be able to fight an owl, brother. You're a mage. And you get <laughs> he had a cool glass knife though that straight out yeah. of Mistborn. Yeah. That was yeah, cool. That's literally the exact thing I thought of. The yeah. only cool thing about him. <laughs> Siri and Geralt are walking when Kahir shows up. You know, Siri's ready to fight. You know, I dreamt of this moment you know i'm ready for it this time and then all of a sudden he hits her with the i do not wish to fight you like i used to just do everything without asking now i can't stop asking questions and i can't give you the back the life i stole so my life is yours now um hey here no. sogma yeah literally ligma <laughs> it was just like he says i can't stop asking questions and we literally saw him ask one singular question to amir before he leaves and that's it and then we, <laughs> we get Conjilla brings up the question thing Welcome. and i was like yeah, brother uh, we saw him big, punch a mirror big phantom of imagine dragons that guy <laughs> <laughs> so right. the squirrels show up and he's like all right i'll fight them off like and i'll find you yeah that line sucked <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Geralt and Siri run off when, and Kyle, you said this earlier, just dollar store battle of the bastards fucking s- screenshot. <laughs> it's so funny. That's exactly it what so, I thought. So I will, I will need to, to fucking get them both together. Maybe I'll tweet that out. And just, oh, that's a good tweet. That's it's just going to look so funny next to each other. Uh, so, the two main characters. <laughs> 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 this is the last stand between the Brotherhood remaining mages and the elves. To say is kind of given up her Alzor's thunder. She's completely white haired by now. Um, Yen shows up and Francesca's like, you know, this is going to be the end of you. And they're about to go at it. And all you hear is go to hell, you 
fucking mongrels and who shows up but stragavoir chalk one a- up for racism man. dude yeah. yeah i thought this was wild that the this guy comes coming. in tosses a slur and then saves the day i was like what the fuck oh my god i was right? cracking up i was like the racist coming to save dude, the race i just so crazy how they spun it into like a good thing yeah <laughs> i loved it you know it was a really good scene for him Oh, it was awesome because he's redeemed in their eyes as not the traitor. He's still an asshole because of the whole Renfrey thing. And remind me, Paul, am I right that he was only in the Renfrey story in the books and never came back again? Right. Uh, I don't I can't remember if he came back a lot. I really think he was like strictly around for Renfrey. Yeah, I don't remember. That's him why he was always expendable, Kyle, because he's not he, just like Istrid. He is not this far into the books. So That's like I was wild. just kind of waiting around for him to get killed. And this was the best possible outcome for Stregobor. It's just uh, a little bit of a side eye with the uh, with the armbands. And then this guy <laughs> saving the day with fire magic felt like, what yeah. is the moral of this story? <laughs> he just like teleports next to Yen and he's like, go, I'll buy you some time. I've been looking forward to this. And Yen doesn't say thank you. She's just kind of like, OK, <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pretty useful right now, but so funny. And honestly, pretty badass at the same time. I don't know yeah. why, but it just, it works for me. Is he, is he going to be dead? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, is he going to yeah, be dead after he's this? He's got to be. I mean, he went out pretty, yeah, like the fire magic's always sick whenever someone's using it, regardless of who is the caster. But of he went their out. ideology. Yeah, regardless I don't know of their... about that. <laughs> but so he, I know they, came in clutch. Know, the show dropped a lot of the plot lines with that they ruined in season one that were stupid anyway, with like, you have to have a flower to life next to you to use magic and stuff like that but they did try and keep with the fire magic thing how it hurt yen or was it or what did yen do she used used right it drained her yeah so it makes sense that stregobor isn't like rien so he can't use fire and just get away with it he has to be dead or else that's really bad writing yeah it'll be interesting or or like or just drained yeah crazy afterwards too like becomes somebody like rien's i guess but um He, he that would be could, why Henry he left the show if that's a thing. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so we get Siri and Geralt. They're trying to get to the boat to get away. Geralt feels his necklace tremble and he's like, Siri, go. You know, never lost, always found. I'll find you. She just runs back <laughs> to the fucking tower. I love how it's literally, she's like, no, I don't want to leave. And then next scene, she is just fucking. <laughs> running so fast right (laughs) so fucking dumb oh i love it i guess i I love this episode but my god it's just funny i based off the ending it seems like maybe you could get after it in the sense like the monolith it was like almost calling to her yeah that's how i'm gonna head yeah yeah that's what i think that's what i definitely let out a chuckle that the next scene was her just fucking yeah. ripping it down the beach just full yeah. arm pumping i was like okay she's got a plan i guess <laughs> yeah maybe she's like oh light tower that'll save me and it doesn't <laughs> know it's exactly where she was running from but uh i just absolutely love vilgefortz here he's so good so we have an epilogue then a denouement that draws the plot to a close and i actually looked up the definition of that and a denouement is a final part of the player movie or a narrative in which the strands of the plot are drawn together and matters are explained or resolved. And I was like, Vilgefort, she got a fucking sexy vocabulary. I don't know. I just, I thought that was really, really good. He's just great. He just fucking uses a 
iron pole, which is fucking badass. I mean, it's magic, obviously, but I love when he just makes it. And I was like, I literally wrote down now, this is what I'm talking about. And I fucking <laughs> love his. <laughs> that was like the first, like they walk up, they have the lines and I literally just wrote down, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Dude. His power is so fucking sweet because I completely forgot about it because we do see it at the Sodden Hill battle. The fact that he can like just return his weapon to his hands constantly and like he can change them. Like he doesn't have mm-hmm. to just like switch his transfer his weapon. Like it just does it automatically. It just led to this fight having so many fucking badass moments. And the fact that like, oh, when he's just like, I've been, I mean, it's such a cliche line in this moment, but when he's just like, it's like I finally can let out my whole ability. Like you have no idea what it feels like to just know that I could just kill anyone at this moment. I've just to hide that this whole time. And now I can finally let it all out. Like, oh, it was so badass. And the way he's explaining that while also piecing up Geralt is just who's like the strongest person we've seen is like one of the coolest things ever. I think Bill before it's is solidified man he is just going to be such yep. a fucking beast i don't even care about amir anymore like vilgefortz is the guy in my mind that we have to I, fucking go after a hundred percent agree so <laughs> vilgefortz cementing himself as a great villain was my note right yeah. there but yeah the the sword play choreography as always is just on point with this show and this is like a unique weapon versus weapon matchup that we haven't seen really a lot like a st- metal staff versus sword and just like the turns that they were doing was like amazing like everything about it is amazing we need more fights and now when henry leaves like that's going to be the biggest thing i'm looking for from liam if we're being like objective about liam and not you know whatever Mm -hmm. he needs to be able to do that part right at the bare minimum because that's like the shining uh like the shining piece of like the whole witcher show is whoever and paul don't you know the guy's name that did wolfgang stigman it, does he do all of them or he did it for the first episode? Great. I was actually going to make a comment. I, I meant to look in the credits to see, but uh, I think he might have choreographed a few other scenes as well. And he probably did this one because it, looked, it was absolutely beautiful. It had the same vibe, like how they do the camera turns. I don't know what it is about it specifically besides like it's, I guess, realistic, like how the turns happen and it looks really fucking good and fluid. But dude, every time fights happen in the show and Henry's leading it, it's just amazing. And to know that Vilgefortz can do this as well is has good implications for the future because he's going to be hand to hand or fighting like this again. And now we already know that we don't even need Geralt there for it to be badass. I just the love the fact he literally right. just uses an, a pole, just a metal pole. I fuck he mm-hmm. does it just materializes. He leans on and he goes, "You like my staff?" Yeah. <laughs> It's like fuck but, yeah, I like your staff, bro. Oh my god, Geralt like swings at him from behind. And he just teleports the staff behind him and just oh, blocks it's it. So, it's so, it's so fucking cool. It's like, it's like it's, he's like a fucking metal bat from One Punch Man. He just walks around with a fucking baseball bat. Yeah. This is just Bill Gorge just walks around with a fucking iron rod and just any, kicks man. people's ass when he's landing those blows on Geralt. Like I can, like I'm feeling like it's literally like an, a metal bat, just like taken to his legs yeah. just breaking on mm-hmm. oh my god he has the one girl has the one sweet block where he like it's like in his right hand and it hangs down and he has to use his left hand like pushed against yeah. the blade to like reinforce the block though that was sick did you think going into this fight kyle that Geralt was gonna win oh it's so tough i didn't i didn't think we would get like a conclusion between the two of them because it was episode six I've been waiting for this moment. I knew he was going to get his ass beat and we haven't really seen Geralt get his ass beat like this. And like he breaks his leg and shit, which is just, that was a good detail from the books that they couldn't have missed because it's whatever. But I was just happy to see this because I feel like 
it's awesome knowing that the main bad guy can go to toe to toe with Geralt like this. And it's just so great. Mm -hmm. Even when he shatters the sword and then Geralt even still has a cool moment when he blocks with the shattered sword for a second. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little sword breaker from wheel of time. is what it looks like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean dude, of... the, the getting hit in the hamstring and it breaking your leg like that, like out the front of your thigh just looked horribly painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of grunts. <laughs> I would have been like, ah, <laughs> yeah, the only uh, the thing that really started Geralt's downfall was Geralt tried to hit him with an Ard blast, and Villegas just sent it right back, mm-hmm. double time, sent him flying into the beach, and that was when you know the the staff hitch really started to hit heavy because Geralt, I mean, he could not, he was blocking, and all he could do was block. He he couldn't get an offensive going at all and he just started taking one hit and then he took another hit and my god it felt wrong it felt wrong to see him so beat up and bloody but it was was exciting at the same time devastating seeing that look in his eye just like being defeated and like looking at the tower and stuff and he Mm. he actually like looked sad like damn like i'm gonna die here i'm not gonna be able to go help siri it was just amazing and kyle this is for you um I guess you guys too, because it's this is about oh. the Liam thing again, not to like be excessive about it, but some people thought at the beginning of the season that this moment could have been what set up the transition because they knew it was going to happen, where some people were were, were thinking like Vilgefortz was going to fuck Geralt's face up, but it would have only worked if it was the finale. And then when he gets healed oh. up, new guy, like, I don't uh. know, something like that. That was, <laughs> that was a thought I saw. Just yeah. Beat him into being handsome Squidward. it's gonna be i just so interesting what happens it would like imagine if he just like is mute but just like a great fighter like he just has no speaking lines but just nails all the action scenes i feel like that would be almost like an absolute win yeah Yeah. i don't know i guess we'll have to see he just grunts around yeah a couple cool lines in this fight right before they go vilgaforce saying arrogance will be your undoing garrel goes and steel will be yours that was great but nope. wasn't. Yep. Tough yeah. one. Not, not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Dave already said this, but Vilgo first when he goes, you know what the hardest part was? Holding back. Hiding my real skills. That was so mm-hmm. good. Um, and the last one, after Geralt is dying on the beach, he says, you mistook the stars reflected on the pond at night for the sky. And book readers, that is one line like uh, time of contempt. Is coming they say that a million times they say this line a million times and uh it just hits different i don't know what when vilgefort said that i got chills mm-hmm. i'll also- see you one i'll see you later one day and he just leaves Geralt broken as a warning to the continent yeah i like that part of just like i mean that's almost everyone knows the white wolf and he just fucking kicked his ass and left him on the beach like that kind of is a shockwave like the fucking news coup in one piece would be dropping that newspaper everywhere and people would be like mm-hmm. oh my god Hell yeah. But who else saves him but Clutch Daddy Triss, man? She yeah, comes in. Yeah. Always, she's man. Everywhere. She's always there. Seriously. We like Yen would have died. Angel. Yeah, she's an angel to this group. <laughs> this episode, Yen would have died and Garrett would have died, if not for Triss. So mm-hmm. God bless her. Triss um, is just the so, third wheel. She just wants to be a part of this family, but well, this, is, this is the closest she's in history. Her and Istrid now. Istrid had a line where he's like, I can't lose you. And they had that like meetup. Uh, I hope they end episode. up together. That's what I, I think want. they are. I think that's where I it's hope going. So. That is I where hope it seems so. to be going. Um, so we get Yen getting to Stasea, um, saving her as we're watching Stregobor lighting himself and all the elves on fire. Um, Ciri's now running to the tower. 
oh my god so stupid running up the tower um we see that it's actually a monolith inside vilgefort starts speaking she fucking stumbles and drops her sword i was like god fucking damn it sir the witcher what what all this <laughs> witcher training and you're gonna fucking drop your sword walking up some steps like crazy yeah um, as Kyle was saying earlier, Vilgevorts is pleading that he just wants to share his knowledge with her. I was thinking in my her. head, what if she, like, she, what if she just went with it? Like, <laughs> she, he would have had me. <laughs> like, he well, yeah, what, what, what? There's no like to her. I guess like she doesn't know like worst case scenario. I guess like <laughs> just go but, with him. I mean, he's clearly the winning side. You might as well learn from the best. <laughs> in the end, the monolith was more convincing because she's talking yeah. to it, and all of a sudden she's like, "I understand." Um, ends up blowing up the tower, exposing the monolith to everybody. Um, Vilgeforce goes flying. Don't see what happens to him. Don't see what happens to Siri. All you see is everybody looking up at the wreckage. You know, all the mages of the Brotherhood just barely together, alive but barely breathing, um, and just watching their home just fall apart. This shot of the uh, tower getting completely blown up was really badass. Yeah. And in my head, I'm just thinking, how does Siri survive the fall from all the way up there to to the bottom? But who knows? And then I'm also thinking, and then I'm also thinking for Vilgefort, it's like ah, Queen Maeve from The Voice just survives oh, like a nuclear God. blast yeah. up front. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll have to see what I happens. It's funny that he was like walking up and he was like, "Hey, stop." he seemed nice like Siri should have easily been like oh this guy's really <laughs> really cool felt like way casual for her just clearly talking to this thing that's about to fucking explode and he was like yo chill what are you doing <laughs> you're not ready for that Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and then it just blows the fuck up but yeah time. that's the episode pretty crazy we talked a lot about things that bothered us but in the end i think we all really really love this episode i mean i'm going to be talking about it forever i watched it three times today you know before recording this because i just it was i needed to see it again it was so exciting your guys any final thoughts on it i guess just to reiterate what i said at the start i feel like it just puts us in just a very interesting place for these last two episodes, I'm excited to just see what happens from here. So much happened. There's going to be so many consequences to the to the actions or, you know, whatever, to the occurrences of what happened in this episode. Like that in itself is like usually a good sign for an episode, especially at this point in the season. It gets us to the penultimate, which is typically, you know, some crazy shit happens and then the finale. So it feels like we're at a good spot in the season. I want to see um like a face off between Amir and Vilgeforce because Vilgeforce I mean we know that they're working together but like when Geralt approaches Vilgeforce before he gets his ass kicked you know Vilgeforce is saying like they're they're only I'm only with them because they're helping me achieve what I want to get closer to so it's it's uh like a give and take kind of relationship between Vilgeforce and Nilfgaard so I'm just interested to see like how the ruler Amir just reacts to Vilgeforce you know he's not pledging his loyalty to to Amir. It's more so he's just looking to get something out of this relationship. And so, I'd like to see them face to face. And like, if they're are they going to be friends? Are they going to hate each other? I'm assuming that they would probably not be like boys, but um, because that's something that I don't. Yeah, I don't think that was something that was really do like delved into in the books really all that much. So it would be cool to see on screen. Quick note, um, I want to say to that Dave, right before Geralt and Vilgefortz went off. Geralt had a line it was like oh like even with Amir pulling your strings Vilgefort snapped and said you know I have no strings like we just happen to be 
gaining yeah. our goal simultaneously. So I agree. It will be interesting to see them interact and how they're related. And like he, he hasn't like explicitly said what his goal is either, really, right? Like we just know that Nilfgaard's goal, Amir's goal is to, you know, he wants Siri because of the, the blood that she has in her body. That's really it. And I'm sure it's the kind of along this. Yeah, and I'm sure it's kind of along the same for Vilgefortz, like something with Ciri's blood he's after. Well, I guess we already know that he is after something with like the elder blood based off the experiments. And my final thoughts, just fuck here and Fragilla, whatever, over them. But there were some 10 out of 10 moments, and I always use that term. I use that pretty loosely, but they were truly, for me, 10 <laughs> out of 10 moments with Francesca's nuclear explosion, Yen throwing the sword to Geralt, and then Vilgefortz for Geralt was amazing. And even an honorable mention to to say is thunder magic, which we didn't talk about much, but that was pretty epic, like straight out of Malice on Paul. Like that was that was epic. Um, but all those good moments led to this. Yeah, this is probably my favorite episode of the entire season. I don't know about series yet. Uh, and then my my critique is just it's I'm I'm questioning if they actually did kill Rient and Lydia. Like, is there really a bad guy roster now that Kahir's also not? anti us the I, don't, only, I don't really know what's going on with that especially the only one i can think of is the one that like sorry to cut you off really quickly but like siri frees that uh kid um from the for the portals and they mention that one guy but like that's a completely like that doesn't have anything to do with like feels Nilf like guard. week yeah exactly i guess but i just wanted to put that in there that that's someone. yeah that, that's just the thing i'm wondering what they're going to do going forward because like okay amir and vilgefortz is that it is that the only adversaries i don't know yeah yeah like uh like everybody else is saying i really super enjoyed this episode a couple things here and there but that's gonna do it for episode six we will be back covering episode seven and eight next time if you like what you heard please follow us at bingetowntv.com and at all socials and wherever you get your podcast. Uh, some of the other stuff that we covered, we just finished Silo. We just finished Cruel Summer. We What else we got going on here? We're doing Jujutsu Secret Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen, yeah. Uh, Secret Invasions. Which got, got the lowest up. rated fucking Marvel review. It was at 13% last I checked, which is crazy. Finale, yeah. 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 Can't wait to record that. No, that's going to be fun. Um <laughs> That aside, we do have some really good shows. I'm sure you guys will find something you like. Again, please check us out on the Discord. Would love to talk to you guys there. But that is going to do it for us this time. We'll see you here next time. It's a fucking purge, baby. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 